you know, we're the last line of defense. And really, the comedians are the last uh, the voice of truth in this whole thing. Hi, this is Meatloaf. Okay, kids, you know what time it is? You know what time it is? It's Outlaw Radio Time! This is Sean Young on Outlaw Radio. <laughs> it's Robert Hayes. I'm here on Outlaw Radio with Magic Matt, a.k.a. The Weasel. We are here to drink. We're here to smoke. We're here to interrupt. You may drink. You may smoke. You may interrupt. But I'm here to f- Hi, this is Chuck Woolery at Lighten Up Lounge on Outlaw Radio. There's lots of fun, guys. Be back. Two and two. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to Radio, where we smoke, we drink, and occasionally we bother people who look old and weak. Hi, this is Rick Dees with Magic Matt, a.k.a. Mr. Cigar, in the Lighten Up Lounge. We drink, we smoke, we interrupt. God works in mysterious ways. There, I said it, just to piss off the left. Yes, I believe in God. That's a good thing. I said it, my friend. Yeah. And I make that statement because it was up in the air whether I canceled today's show. Wow. And uh, I was talking to my brother Mark (laughs) last night because I've been under the weather. I've been feeling like crap the last couple days. I never cancel this show. Never. Right. Never cancel this show. Show must go on. Always. But this, I mean, listen to me, man. I got the Gitas. It's my buddy. Rick D's got the Gitas. And um, just feeling like hammered Bandini. Uh, But I said, let's do this thing. And then, sort of out of nowhere, my buddy Rodney Allen Rippey shows up. I talked to him a week ago on Saturday night. And I said, you got to get your ass over to this show. That's right. You know, we're now on YouTube. I think you called him at like midnight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know. You did. The, guy, the man never sleeps. No. You know, you get those uh, jack-in-the-box egg rolls in you, and it'll keep you up all oh, night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Energizing. Burping. Energizing. Burping yeah. like a son bitch. Yeah. But, uh, so I said, you got to come over and... Uh, and then, you know, I, I and I didn't confirm. I, and normally I would call Rodney on Friday and confirm and say, okay, let's do this thing. But I was feeling like crap, and I wasn't sure I was going to do this. Yeah. I asked about But it. there was something today yeah. mm-hmm. that told me, no matter how crappy I feel, and Lori asked me about three hours ago, well, so how do you feel? I said, not, not great. But I said, I got to do this show. Don't be dragging me. I have to do this show. Wow. And then who pops in? My buddy Rodney Allen Rippey. Yes, sir. So there, you know, there, that's, there's a reason God works in mysterious ways. Yes. Because if you drove all this way from Riverside, and yep. there, there is an accent in Riverside, by the way, it's wow. R- Riverside. Um, sort of an Oklahoma accent because yeah. a lot of the folks uh, during uh, the uh, the wrath days mm-hmm. and the Dust Bowl, they only made it that far. Right. And so they settled in the Riverside area, hence that Riverside. You've river. noticed that accent, right? Right You've by the river. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. right. Yeah, Riverside. Riverside without a river. But river. for you to drive all that way here to the hotbed of close to Hollywood, spitting distance where those miscreants live yes. across the hill as we do our 
thing in the San Fernando Valley and find no show, boy, that would have honked me off, and I would have felt like I would have had, I hammered just, Bandini. Lori would have just had him host the show today, which would have been, you know. Oh, by the way, oh, by, that would have been cool. By the way, right, right, right Alan Rippy hosting the show. Uh, how about yeah? Hey, <laughs> how about sign him up? Hey, man, yeah. you can't. I couldn't miss it, man. You said when you uh, called me, did, yeah. you, did I not tell you I was coming? Yeah, I said, you did. Yeah, I told you, did. you I was coming. Yeah, I, I blocked my schedule. I said, right. I'm going on Outlaw Radio. All I right. said, I'm, you go, I'm Jumbo on my Jack eating son of a gun. Okay, Thank now you. listen. Now listen. <laughs> Rick D sent me this. And another reason why I'm doing this show today, because I had to play this piece that Rick sent me. And, he's, and he's, mm. he said, Matt, this is only for you and your listeners. And I can tell it's a one take, but it, it's... Uh, it's, it's from the heart, and wow. it's a story, and it's about two and a half, three minutes, but it's the great, the legendary Rick Dees, Rick Dees in the morning, not to mention his love boat appearances, which I'm sure he lo- loves me to mention, but he was also the host of Solid Gold, but it's my buddy Rick Dees, and he set this for me to play for you listening to Outlaw Radio today, so let's, let's do this thing, Laura. Are you ready for this? It happened in the very first inning of the regional Little League Championship. Two boys, when they woke up that morning, only cared about one thing, to get to Williamsport. And suddenly, on that day, everything changed. Because you know it, I know it, in real life, things happen fast. Things can change in a heartbeat. Caden Shelton. Their big man on the powerful Perlin team, their big picture, their big hitter. And Isaiah Jarvis, the scrappy shortstop on the Oklahoma team, had made it through all of the playoffs. This was a big game. This is Little League Baseball. So Caden Shelton's team, Perlin, scored three runs on the top of the first inning, but Oklahoma came back. Right back in the bottom of the first inning, they scored two runs. A big rally was going, noise everywhere, coaches yelling, Shelton. Do the battle. Win the battle. Come on, Caden. Do it. Throw it. And then what happened? A twist of fate. Caden lost control of his fastball, and it hit Jarvis right in the head, and he fell in a heap at home plate. Suddenly, no one was thinking about Williamsport anymore, with Isaiah laying there in a heap at home plate, and coaches and medical staff rushing to his prone body. Shelton, on the mound, circled around the area between home plate and the pitcher's mound, not knowing what to do. The stadium grew silent. Jarvis's mom stood in the stands, her hand clasped to her face, the other to her heart. And every mom knows the feeling. Well, at this point, all of the Little League players took a knee, and it was silent. Seconds seemed like hours. On one knee, out by the pitcher's mound, Shelton was totally alone with his thoughts. But going through his mind were the words of the umpire immediately after Jarvis had gone down. Oh my God! The umpire exclaimed. They finally got Jarvis to his feet and luckily the ball had just glanced the helmet and his cheek. He was okay. He trotted down to first base. But out on the pitcher's mound, Caden, the pitcher, wasn't okay. Before that fateful fastball, Caden had thought, battle! Win the battle. The words of the coaches ringing in his ears. Win. And then the shattering words of the umpire. Oh, my God. And just like that, the big man, the big hitter, 
The big pitcher started to weep. He was crying, alone, on the pitcher's mound, and nobody went to him to comfort him. Not his coaches, not his teammates. But then, one person did go to Caden. Isaiah Jarvis left first base, threw off his helmet, and walked right up to the pitcher's mound and hugged Caden. This amazing hug said it all. It's okay, Jaden. It's okay. And you can be sure that every mom and dad in that stadium had wanted to rush out on the field and hug Jaden, just like Isaiah did, but he took care of it for them. Shelton's a big kid with an even bigger heart. He, d he didn't want to hurt anybody, but Isaiah Jarvis, from his heart, exhibited one of the greatest moments ever in sportsmanship. And it's your friend Rick Dees with a thought. Is there somebody in your life who needs a hug? Maybe you. Well, you just got one. Lori, what's with a rim shot? Funny. <laughs> Lori, that's not a... No, that's a heart... That's a heart-wrenching... What? It's funny. Wait, what... I was shedding a tear before the rim <laughs> shot. Yeah, why, why the rim shot, Lori? Be because it's funny. There's nothing funny it's about funny that. About that's, a, that's about needing a hug. Right. Okay. okay. I was, I was getting very was emotional funny. before the rim shot started. Oh, man. Rick, Rick is never going to send me anything <laughs> well, again. Come on. That was funny. That's, no, it's not. It's funny. Very funny. All right, his rim shot. That's Lori. That's Lori. Lori Downey Jr. throwing a rim shot. Wow. Rick is pouring out his heart, yeah. a true story wow. about what happened on a softball field, and Lori ruins it. Rodney, she, she are you like it. annoyed with me that I put a rim shot of that? I thought it was funny. I, I like that. It was a nice ending to it. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yeah, always siding, always siding with the broads. Oh, my god. That's goodness. Rodney Allen Rippey. Hey. <laughs> Okay, uh, listen, before we get to uh, to more with uh, Rodney, I got to throw this out because CDC, COVID-19 guidance, yeah. well, they're admitting it was Shah, mm. that it was wrong. Uh, the new center, and they call it the new centers for disease control and prevention, CDC, mm. COVID-19 guidance is the agency acknowledging it was wrong in the past to downplay natural Immunity. Yep. Wow. Not one to boast, but on this show, uh, you would have gotten the straight scoop from day one talking about natural immunity. Well, you got and it how, now, baby. how effective <laughs> natural immunity yeah. is. Mm -hmm. And how these shots are a big crock oh crap Wow. Uh, they, uh, prom <laughs> they promote unprecedented policies like symptomatic, asymptomatic <laughs> testing. It, but but this, this asymptomatic <laughs> testing, what, what was the reason behind that? Anyone? It's, to, it's numbers. Yeah. It's numbers. It's money to the hospitals from the government. Yes. Yep. Wow. Yeah. The, yeah, the vast, now you can hit a rim shot, Lord. The vast <laughs> majority <laughs> of folks in the hospital that happened to have COVID were not there because of COVID. They tested them for COVID. And, P.S., the tests were wonky and continue to be wonky. You can mm. test one day in the morning and you got COVID. You can test later that afternoon. Well, no COVID present. That's right. It's a crock. Wow. Of crap. 
The new guidance released just a few days ago rescinds and alters a number of key recommendations, including treating unvaccinated and vaccinated people differently for many purposes, explicitly stating that people with previous infection have protection against severe illness and removing six-foot social distancing advice because that was all a big lie. The masks a big effing lie. The CDC is admitting it was wrong, although they won't put it in those words, of course. Never. Jay Batakaria, professor of medicine at Stanford University School of Medicine, says what they'll say is that, well, the population is more immunized now, has more natural immunity now, and now is the time uh, the science has changed. That's science, you see. Science changes every wow. stake and day. Matt, from where you're hosting to me, is that about six feet? I just want to mm. make sure yeah. we're good. Okay, yeah. thank you. Large <laughs> large percentage of the U.S. population is at natural <laughs> immunity and protection from prior infection, while over 80% of the elderly population had protection from severe disease from COVID-19 vaccines, previous infection, or both since 2021. It's two years too friggin' late. Wow. But that's the CDC. And they didn't respond to a request for comment. They port, uh, portrayed the change as streamlining previous... I love this. It's all wow. gobbledygook. Political gobbledygook. They portrayed the change as streamlining previous guidance with the adjustment stemming from more people being vaccinated with more COVID-19 treatments available. Now, what is a vaccine? Well, it that's hurts. supposed to prevent you from getting said COVID-19. Wow. Right. But it doesn't work that way, so the CDC had to change the definition of vaccine. They changed the definition. Yeah, right. Wow. Yes. Yeah. It no longer prevents. A vaccine has always prevented you from getting whatever it is, that nasty thing that is out there. They say, uh, CDC says we're in a stronger place today as a nation with more tools like vaccination, boosters, treatments to protect ourselves and our communities from severe illness from COVID-19. These people, if you continue to believe in these folks, wow. uh, don't be an idiot. And I'm not saying, and I, I was never this non-vaxxer dude. I said, listen, whatever's in your heart, whatever you feel you have to do, go do it. I just don't believe in this. I think it's a crock of crap. I probably had COVID at least a dozen or times. Or you could have a flu. It is the flu, Lori. <laughs> That's the dirty little secret. It is the flu. You know, I've wow. known you over 15 years, Matt. Yes, don't remind me, oh. Lori Downey Jr. For the love Sorry. of God! But here's the thing. You you get sick, you get a flu or you get gitis at least twice a year, summer and winter. It, it has been... It's the same thing. By, by the way, it has been uh, years. Wow. <laughs> right now, I got the gitas. 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 That's the COVID. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Inoculate. There's, there you go. Inoculate. Inoculate. That's Thank the code. Oh, by, by the way, Rodney Allen Rippey uh, brought over some some of his own medication, his own inoculation. Right. Yeah. It's a little Canadian mist. Yes. It's, it's Man, a, I haven't heard of that booze in a long time. It's a little, Canadian yeah. mist. It's a little yeah. whiskey product. There you Th- go. That's a Rodney That, that kills Allen. COVID on contact. Hey, tell, tell. <laughs> kills COVID on contact. Doctor recommended. Hey, Rodney. Oh, I, I, hey, don't take that for it. Rodney <laughs> Allen Rippey, tell, tell me 
because you are such a fine, upstanding human being, tell me about your parents. Well, you know, I came in, you know, from a family, you know, just a middle class family. And honestly, you know, I've been very open about this. We did not go to church every single Sunday. Right. But there was always an awareness of God. God and, yeah. and the higher authority and, and common sense. And I mean, and honestly, you know, my dad led by example. My mom led by example. And there was never anything in my household. A lot of people said, well, Rodney, how did you come through the entertainment industry and still be so balanced? I'm like, we were real people. I mean, yeah. you know, like in, in today's society, yeah. you know, kids can walk around the house all mad and angry and won't speak and slam doors and lock themselves. Did you ever do that? Oh, my God. Is that a no? Well, let me tell you something. Yeah. No. It, matter of fact, here's a fun, true story. I was... By the way, if you're going to tell me a, a yeah. story, I, I'm... I'm going to imagine it's true. Oh, it is 100% okay. true. All right, go ahead. 100, 100% true. Did your mom serve a lot of hamburgers growing up? No, just in I between. Mom, mom was a great cook. So tell me, the, tell me the story. The story is I was 11 years old, and you know, as an 11-year-old, you start to become aware of yourself. Now, is, it, is this before the commercials? No, this, no, was, this was after the commercials. Because you were much younger. Three and a half. I, I, I grew oh up in the industry. I know, three and a half years old, man. Yeah, so three Fr and a half. Freaking superstar phenomenon oh. on the Johnny Carson show. Yep. On stage with, I think, Michael Jackson, at least Donnie Marie. Like yep. Everyone of yes. significance. Yes. So what happened? 11 years old, I remember being a kid, and I was like, man... I noticed the door, you know how paint on the door and the door won't lock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said to my mom, I said, uh, Mom, I said, uh, we, I need to get a, a lock for the bedroom door. And my mom says, uh, why? I said, well, Mama, I said, you know, when I'm in there changing clothes and the door won't lock. Right. And my mom said... Rodney, I done seen everything you got, and you ain't got nothing. <laughs> I was like, but no, Mom. I was like, you know, because I had my brother and sister there. And I said, you know, because Beverly and Kenneth, you know, they, they opened the door. The mama said, uh... Well, what what are you doing in the bedroom that you need to be locking the door? Oh hello, boy! Hello. I said no. I, no, I said I just want to. I just want to have privacy. Mama said, well, "What do you need so much privacy for?" Yeah. And my mom said, "If you ask me again, I I'll take the door off the hinges." Oh, like that. Whoa! Oh, <laughs> she said, "You won't have no door." God bless. You. And I was like, "Oh, never mind, Mama. Forget it." <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, so with with that said, I came up in a household that. If you walked in the house with an attitude, Mama would say, uh, I see your face frowned up. You got a problem? You need to talk about something? <laughs> yeah. She said, how about a smile? And you start smiling. Oh. And Mama's like, yeah, that's more like it. Because we didn't allow. I love your mom already, man. Mom, we did not allow uh. crazy in the house. If somebody started having a little that's funky vibe or something. Everybody Mama knew. said, get the hell out. Now, yeah, no, <laughs> Mama put you on blast. But when you say we, so you have siblings. Yes, my brother and sister, my dad, everybody was on point. So if somebody yeah. started acting a little funky, everybody knew. There was nothing, there were no secrets to hide. Yeah. And, and Mama ran the house like it was her castle. So... You could not hide anything in the house because Mama knew every nook and cranny of that house, and she was in all of it. Goes back. Wow, to, man. So goes that, back to great parents. Man. That's it. Yeah, and, and most definitely they would. Uh, 
That's Marvin, they, by the they way. They won't spare, spare the rod. They'll save the child. But they will, they will take that bet off. Exactly. And yeah. deal with you effectively. A- exactly. And and I really believe that, you know, no, I don't believe in any type of abuse. Right. But I, but I will tell you, yeah. I had everything that that mom had in, in hand's reach put on me. <laughs> and and, and what, it, what it did was yeah. you learned really early in life mm-hmm. that... Consequences. I, consequences. You learned Respect. that there uh, were consequences. Right. And mom would say, don't do this. Yes. And, and once you got it in your head, right. well, if I keep doing this, I'm going to get some of this action. <laughs> right. Right. You know, it's, yeah. it's, sort of, it's sort of easy. It's sort of black and white. Right. It's sort of pragmatic. You know, it's it's common sense. Right. And right. that's why, that's why the youth, these youth. Mm-hmm. No, they don't. Are, are and it's, I, God, I hate they're coddled. They're coddled. They were coddled yes. by their parents because it was all about self-esteem. Right. Oh, but they have no self-esteem. Screw self-esteem. Wow. Kids don't need self-esteem. They need what direction. they need is good parenting yeah, right. to know that there are consequences to poor actions. And and my mom would rather embarrass you, embarrass you totally in the house so you don't have to embarrass yourself out in public. That's, oh, man. There you go, man. Your mom's brilliant. God, I love oh. that. Yeah, oh, my Calm mom. Down. And by the way, Rodney's going, hey, I, if I do this again, I'm, that wooden spoon's coming right behind my fucking exactly. backside, and I don't want that oh, crap Oh, my anymore, goodness. Man, huh? You know, yeah. but I, I'm <laughs> thankful that in, it didn't take me long. I mean, literally, I remember when I got around 10, 11 all of the disciplinary stuff stopped because yeah. I got it. If mama said, hey, quit making noise. I quit making noise. <laughs> hey, Rodney, clean up your room. I'm in there. Yeah, that, that was, you a, know, that was, that was, a, a, it wasn't a debate. It was a place in time, Rodney Allen Rippey, when timeouts didn't exist. Oh my God. This no. whole stupid timeout concept. For, for, here's a funny story. Yeah. This was back when I was do, in the height of my acting career. Okay. One day, I did something, and Mama, you know, she wore me out. She grabbed a belt, and I'm crying. <laughs> and on comes the television, a yeah. commercial. Right. And it says, have you been abused? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Is someone abusing you? Uh-huh. Then call this number, 1-800. <laughs> and I looked over at my mom, and my mom looked at me because she saw me looking at the TV. Yeah. Yeah. And she said, Rodney, do you think I abuse you? Uh-huh. She said, I'm crazy. You, you know that, right? Right. Maybe you should call that number. Oh, no! No! And she said, I need help, Rodney. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead and call the call number. That number. And I was like, okay. And like a dummy, I go over, pick up the phone. You called it? And I picked up the rotary phone, and all I dialed was one. And the beating started again. Oh, Jason! Mama whooped the phone out of my hand, you know, and I was like, "Are you crazy? I'm sitting there trying to correct you, and you don't call the authorities over here." Yeah, but the bottom line is that your mom and she asked you to do it. Yeah, and she set me up. So <laughs> she set me up. She set me up. Okay, dig this. You're gonna oh, love this story. The audition for the Jack in the Box TV commercials. Yes. The audition. We got the guy that was there. He. And his mom. Yes. Next, Rodney Allen Rippey on Outlaw Radio and on YouTube, Magic Matt's Outlaw Radio. Certainly do appreciate you being there.
Captain Outlaw Radio.